Breakfast. We're live. Hello. Uh, welcome to the Bible Breakfast. Uh, it's great to have you joining us. My name is Andy, and today I'm joined with Linda and Di. Di, first time. Welcome to you. Mm-hmm. Great to have you, Linda. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, if you are joining us for the first time as well, it's a big welcome to you. Um, we hope that you find this um, discussion helpful as we look through a chapter, uh, a passage rather, in Luke chapter five. Um, uh, we really just want to help people uh, focus their life on Jesus every day. Um, so that's why we're doing this today. Uh, so Linda, we're uh, looking at Luke. Um, now you were here. Were you here last week? Was that right? I was. Yes. <clears throat> so last week we did Luke chapter five uh it was like 26 onwards wasn't it is that right something like that uh and it's broken up into two paragraphs and we spent a lot of time talking about paragraph one and no time talking about paragraph two so we're going to go back and do um paragraph two which is uh i've lost my reference but it's it's luke chapter five 33 yeah 33 to 39 um and yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the chat um, as we go through. We'll have a few questions that we'd like to ask, um, but yeah, don't feel like you have to watch the whole time. Screen fatigue is a definite real thing that many of us are feeling. Um, so feel free to just, yeah, pop us on and then put us down somewhere um, on a bench top or something and, and go about the rest of your morning, make your coffee, get your breakfast ready, whatever. Um, uh, but then yeah, come back when you've got a question or a thought to share with us all. Um, we'd love to hear that. Uh, great. I am going to pray. We have a prayer that we'd like to say um, as we get started. And then uh, Di is going to read the passage for us. And then Linda is going to retell it. Uh, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, give us wisdom and understanding as we listen to your word. May we know you better, love you more, and learn to please you in all we do. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Uh, so over to you, die. reading Luke chapter 5, 33 to 39. <clears throat> they said to him, John's disciples often fast and pray, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees. But yours go on eating and drinking. Jesus answered, Can you make the guests of a bridegroom fast while he is with them? But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them and those days they will fast. He told them this parable. No one tears a patch from a new garment and sews it on an old one. If he does, he will have torn the new garment and the patch from the new will not match the old. And no one pours new wine into an old wine skin. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins. The wine will run out and the wine skin will be ruined. No new wine skin must be poured, no new wine must be poured into new wine skin. And no old, sorry, and no one after drinking old wine wants the new, for he says the old is better. Okay, so um, Jesus here is being challenged um, by the religious leaders on not following or complying with. The, the normal traditions, and in this case, the, the tradition of, of fasting, which I think was a, a regular occurrence, um, uh, you know, several times a, a week. Um, and Jesus, as he often did, replied in a, in, a, 
in a parable or a, a or a word picture, and he talked about that um, the fact that no one pours new wine into old wine skins, and no one um, puts um, new cloth on an old garment to mend it, because everything just bursts and it doesn't work. So he's he's talking about um, pouring the new wine into new wine skins and making sure that the, the cloth that you patch the garment with is matches the garment. And um, I think from what I gather from that, that, um, you know, this new teaching, um, this new way of looking at things, um, if it's not prepared properly, is just going to cause havoc and destruction all over the place. Um, but I, I'm always intrigued at the end where people say the old is better. So I think Jesus is very realistic that, um, you know, this this new teaching, this new way of looking at things that he's, he's trying to, um, to teach um, might not get a good reception. Um, people, we're all, we all like the things we're used to. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's a, um, thanks, thanks, Linda. It's a, um, an interesting one. It's not the most <laughs> straightforward passage we've had on the Bible Breakfast, but um, uh, we can still have a crack at it. So, um, yeah, we've got a few questions that we like to ask uh, as we discuss the Bible. Uh, what does this passage teach us about Jesus and God? Uh, what does this passage teach us about people? And then uh, how should this passage affect the way we live? Uh, good morning in the chat to Kat and Lenny. Um, Kat specifically saying hi um, to the three of us. Uh, Lenny says, lovely haircut, die. <laughs> out of that. <laughs> uh, is that a, an ISO haircut or did you actually go to a, went to a proper hairdresser and all that? Oh, well, there is a story, but... <laughs> Okay. All right. For another time. <laughs> um, uh, Lenny, the verse is Luke chapter 5, 33 to 39. Um, yeah. So what does is, what is this passage teach us about, about Jesus? Hmm. So I think the first thing that I would like to say mm. is um, I don't know about anybody else, but I always find parables can be pretty challenging. And yeah. Um, and I'm sure the disciples did as well, so I, I don't feel like I'm alone in this. <laughs> yeah. But um, the, the fact that he consistent, consistently uses these um, images, and I, and I like the way Linda said it before, a story and picture um, to try and describe things, he consistently does that uh, and, and says that, you know, there'll be people that understand these things and there'll be people that don't. And... Um, and, and that's part of the learning experience. So sometimes when I don't understand things, I don't feel quite so bad. Yeah. Um, but it, it tells me that Jesus is consistent mm. because he does this throughout his teaching. He uses these, these um, parables, these picture stories to explain things um, to his disciples, to the Pharisees and to others. And... Um, yeah, I, I I like that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's really true, and and we see it time and time again that you know he'll tell us tell a story, and and yeah, the disciples or the religious leaders or whoever he's telling the story to, like reasonably often 
there'll be a line at the end that's like, and they didn't understand or they, you know, um, uh, th- they had to think about that for a while or, or something like that. So, yeah, we definitely, if we if we don't uh, fully grasp a story on the first telling, that's, that's fine too. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think one of the problems that we have as twenty um, first century first world Christians with um, two millennium of the Bible behind us that we don't realise just how incredibly radical Jesus mm. was, mm. and um, and shocking, shocking people, and especially shocking um, the establishment. Mm. Um, so, and he, he's coming to give um, a newness and a freshness and, a, and a, an angle of, of their face that they have never would never have considered before. And I, I think sometimes, like you're saying, Di, that the parables are there for those who can understand to get and those who can't, um, it's not something that they want to understand either. So it's almost like gives them an excuse not to understand. But I, I think mm. I think Jesus is is fresh. He's he's new. He he brings a um, a perception and a, and a, a different way of of looking at things. Um, that as human beings, I believe it takes a while for us to sort of get on board. Mm. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to work out the link between the first part of the passage and the second part because he starts talking about fasting. Um is it that just that he's he's saying that um because in the first part he's saying, well, you don't you don't fast when there's a celebration happening right? You don't fast when you're hanging out with someone who's about to get married because they're, they're having a great time. You want to be celebrating with them and you want to celebrate them as, as you know, as they're about to get married. Um, uh, but then it's the broader yeah. picture of yeah, yeah. traditions in general. So the Pharisees keep focusing on the traditions and mm. the rules. And Jesus is saying there's more to it than that. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the yeah. second part is about just pointing to traditions in general. Yeah. Um, because then you can you can then focus back on what well, we were talking about a tradition before. Yeah. And it's not always about the old stuff. The, mm. the, the traditions are um, whilst they form part of our society and, and we don't just chuck everything out and, um, you know, we behave in certain ways when we go to a wedding and uh, we have certain expectations of what's going to happen during that ceremony and we spend time with the bridegroom at that time because we know at the end they're going to go off and, and do their own thing. Yeah. Um, there are, <clears throat> that, that's something that we expect, but then there's other traditions that also exist and we have to look at them all. Mm. Yeah, I think it's yeah. interesting that Jesus refers himself in that passage as, as the bridegroom um, because, you know, he is the bridegroom who, who whose bride is is the church. So there's 
they're sort of layers and layers and layers mm. of meaning. And I, I don't think the problem is fasting because fasting is an important mm. spiritual discipline and um, Jesus fasted. Um, it's when it becomes some something that is something that you do because it's a tradition or it's expected and the the, the meaning is lost and the act of doing it becomes more important than why mm. why you're why you're doing it yeah and isn't there some sense too about well you know if you're just going to fast so that everybody sees you're doing it mm. and you're doing it for the wrong reason yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah and, and and like he says you know there, there will be a time where the bridegroom Jesus will be taken from them. That, mm. You know, he's sort of foreshadowing his death there a little bit, um, yeah. and and he says that's when the fasting will happen because that's mm-hmm. that's the time where it'll be really important to, um, yeah, to focus on God, to spend time with God, and and mm. you know that'll be that new chapter for the disciples, um, where they won't have Jesus with them, um, and so mm. things things will just get harder for them, and they do. Um, so that's that's when it's more important to focus on the fasting, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So do you think this is this is a somewhat provocative question. Do you think Jesus is saying that because um, he's he's talking about the new and the old and you know it's um, uh, it, you can't you can't use an, a new piece of clothing to repair an old piece of clothing because then you'll just ruin the new thing and the old thing won't match. Do you think he's he's saying that we need to put aside all our traditions and focus just on Jesus or something else? No, 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 no. I, I, I don't think that because I, I think um, traditions are, that they they can be scaffolding for your for your faith and and for your community and for the rhythm of your life. Um, I've got some thoughts about the the new wine skins and the um, mm. new bit of cloth, um, and I suppose it might go perhaps more into what Jesus might be saying about us. So, do you want me to go there now, Andy, or do you want to? <laughs> let's let's do it. Yeah, share okay. the Well. I was I was reflecting on this and I was I was thinking, hmm, this this might be relevant, especially as we um as we grow older, as as I am growing older. But then I thought, no, um, it probably applies to everybody, um, and that is for us that we need to allow. God by his spirit to keep on renewing us and keeping us fresh so that we can um, have that that new wine poured into us, that that new um, influx of his spirit. Um, yeah, so um, so I think for us as um, as human beings, we need to be we need to be careful that we we don't sort of get into a a routine and uh, mm. and a way of thinking that is is the same or even a way of thinking that's the same as as the world's way of thinking um, 
that that we we need to be um, refreshed. We need to mm. be renewed. We need we need to be um, open to what God wants to do for us. Um, and uh, I've said this before once when I was speaking in church. One of the the um, the verses that that um, I felt really resonated with me was um, in one of the Psalms that said they will be green in their old age, uh, fruitful and abundant. Um, yeah. So um, so that's always struck me um, for people of of my generation. But I, I think I think we all need to be careful that we are that we are fresh and new and open to what God is doing. Mm. Yeah, nice. Yep. I think um, obviously when these were written, these references make sense to the people that, that were they were being taught to at the time. And um, the you know, the wineskins that they're talking about are not something that we would be familiar with today. And um, and and the way that that the when the when the wine when the grape juice is put in there and it ferments and it changes and expands the wine and breaks it, um, you know these things they would have known. And um, you know to say in quotations at the end the old is better. That's that's also something that they would have known or that they would have said at that time. I think it's interesting actually that. In today's world, there would be a lot of people that would say, "Oh, we have to have everything new. New is mm. really good, and new is really important." And but they're talking about material things. Yeah. They're, not, they're not talking about traditions, and they're not talking about um, you know spiritual, and they're not talking about any of those sorts of things. So you know, maybe the parable today would be some somewhat different to what it was back then. Mm. But the message is still the same. It's, it's not about the thing. It's not about the wine. It's not about the the garment. These are these are metaphors and and how we then apply that idea into our spiritual life and and what that means for our relationship. Um, you know, as Linda was saying, with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus and with God, that's that's what um, Jesus is trying to point us to. We're trying to point them to here. Mm. The Old Testament is. Mm-hmm still important today and we call it the old testament for a reason because it has a place in our lives as christians yeah we're not throwing it out because it has um biblical uh it provides biblical understandings for us mm. yeah and then we take you know the new testament and we look at all, all of the pointings in the old testament to jesus yeah, yeah, it gives you that context, doesn't it? The broader, you know, the whole biblical narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to a podcast last week that um, that talks about this, and it says the Old Testament is like a ba ba da da ba, and then the New Testament is the ba ba, or Jesus is the ba ba, is <laughs> the conclusion, is the summary, is the um, resolution of um, of those, you know, however the time span of the Old Testament is all those books, all those prophets. Um, yeah, he, Jesus is the the conclusion of that, and so yeah, it's it's important not to not to forget that context and not to forget the um, hundreds of years of um, of of the 
Jewish nation, um, you know, waiting and, and hoping and yearning for a Messiah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I like I like where where that's where that's going, um, and I like what you said there, um, there, Di, because um, it takes us out to to the broader picture. But I was thinking, if Jesus was here today, what what, what sort of analogy would he use? Maybe don't put a model four model T Ford engine in your MX five, or <laughs> or maybe there's a computer reference there. Um, possibly, and, possibly, yeah, yeah, um, would have the same sort of context you know and would make us think oh that's ridiculous you shouldn't do that yeah 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 don't plug your nintendo 64 into your 4k oled tv like it's crazy yeah. like why would you no, do no, that yeah well that your old old brick phone battery is going to work on your iphone yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 um yeah it's interesting uh, the thing i'm sort of wrestling with i guess is the the last the very last verse and no one after drinking old wine wants the new for they say the old is better mm. is that is he talking about the the jewish leaders at the time and and those people who are too attached to the um to the traditions that they they've been upholding for so many generations is that what he's talking about because my understanding of wine is that old wine is better <laughs> so, I don't know. Am I am I taking the parable in the diff- in the wrong direction? Am I? Yeah. I, I I think Andy I um in Barry Green's time he used to talk about this church called Saint Used to Be's. Right. We used to be this. We used to be that. <laughs> and I can remember, you know, great hoo ha when we moved the communion table. Um and yeah and so um. I think there there is within each of us we 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 love the traditions we love the the rhythm of them and 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 all that sort of thing. There's lots of things that um, you know I think oh I would love it if we had this back at St John's or you know oh we used to <laughs> mm. um, and um, yeah there there is a um, there is a sense that you know the, these bygone things and these traditions. You know, have been good, but they're not. Um, they're not right for today. Um, I was I was thinking, you know, personally for myself when I I, I moved out of um, the house after Ron died, mm. um, I had a lot of things in the house that were beautiful, and um, I looked at them. I thought, oh no, oh no, I can't take these with me. I can't take these with me. And it was like the sense that I got was that these things aren't bad these things are, are good these things are lovely but I don't need them anymore mm. yeah um, and so I had to let go of them because for this phase of my life I didn't need them so mm. you know the physical bits of furniture and and, and things and that that I'd collected mm. over the years um, they weren't they weren't needed mm. for this part of my life and I think I think that's probably might go into the um, into this idea of of the newness, there are there are things that are right and good for a certain part of our life, a certain mm. part of our church life, a certain part of our history, and they're not bad, but they're yeah. no longer needed. Yeah, um, and we need to go into the into the new um, things that God is mm. doing. So I think as a church, um, 
you know, with what's happened here. Um, I, mm. I think that's an incredible um, reflection of what's happened. We've had to leave behind a whole heap of yeah. stuff that we used to do and embrace a whole heap of stuff that's been quite yeah. alien for us. But mm. but God is taking that and he's showing, you know, look at the possibilities of this. Yeah. So, um, so, yes, it's um, yeah, great. very relevant. Yeah. Sometimes that doesn't mean that we we have to give up the old things. You're still allowed to enjoy old yep. wine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But he's talking radically here. He's talking about um, the new and he's talking about that whilst the old might seem better, we need to be prepared to look at the new and mm. allow it to... to um, have the opportunity to show what can be different and what can be better. And yep. it's the same as the church, okay, um, I don't know about you guys, but I still am looking forward to going back in person and, and, you know, seeing people. And whilst mm. I'm very grateful that we have um, the opportunity to use Zoom and, and YouTube, mm. um, and they will be really beneficial for people who can't physically enter the mm. church. We also want to be able to do both. And that's okay as well. And, you know, it's, mm. it's part of, of um, you know, how we form relationships with each other. We, we spend time with each other. Mm. And, uh, yeah. So I think in, in Jesus, um, you know, pointing out that we, we often say the old is better, he's saying, you, you need to think outside the box a bit here, guys. The old is, is good and it's important and, and traditions are okay and, and they do form part of community and they do, do make, um, make up how our societies work. We can also go forward from there as well and, and have different and new things added to that. Yeah. Um, and we can, we, can, we can embrace those things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's. I think it's a very, very um, um, timely parable for today, Andy. Even as we're talking, um, you know, our 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 world is changing so incredibly yeah. rapidly, more yeah. rapidly than at any other point in all our all our human history. Yeah. Um, and I, I think for the for us as the church, it's it's maintaining what is integral to mm. the gospel, integral to the way God wants us to live, but also addressing the changes that are there. And, and yeah. I think um, that will make us um, uh, perhaps misunderstood in some ways, mm. but I also think that um, we, we need to go into that that era, that 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 time, um, with um, yeah, with with confidence that that, mm. that 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 Jesus is going to be showing us what He wants done. I mean, like a, a thing like um, music is um, ha, there has been incredible changes in the way that we um, see music, yeah. um, do music, um, all that all that sort of thing. The way the way that we worship and and, mm. and that, and I know that has. Um, that has genuinely distressed um, some people. Mm. Um, so, bringing 
us as a congregation, us as the body of Christ into those new era is um, and those new things that, that Jesus wants us to do, you know, has to be done also. We have to prepare our wineskins ourselves mm. for this. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. And, um, yeah, the conversation's gone around a bit, but but Linda, I, I did really appreciate that um, that analogy of, of you moving house. That was, yeah, that um, that was really helpful for me personally. Um, and yeah, just to know that yeah, there's a. I mean, as it says in, uh, I can't remember where is it a psalm. I don't know. There's a time for everything. There's a time to yeah, um, Ecclesiastes. Yeah, Ecclesiastes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, um yeah that there's a time and a season for for all the things and there's and you know going back to the start of the passage there's a time for fasting and there's a time Mm. to to celebrate and to feast um so it's um yeah good to good to remember that Mm. um uh yeah and particularly yeah as you said helpful for for our church in this season as we Mm. um grapple with this new normal that we're we're facing and you know 2020 has been a a, you know, a big reset button for a lot of things. So, mm. um, you know, thinking back to the series we did in May, back to the new future, where we had those four buckets. Um, mm. What's what's changed? Uh, what have we done out of necessity? What's stopped? And and what have we started? You know, thinking about those things again afresh as we start mm. looking towards the easing of restrictions and and that sort of thing. It's good to think well there are there are certainly things about our church that we want to hold on to really tightly and Jesus is, is right at the center of that um, and there are some things that we do not want to lose um, but there's some things that um, you know coming back yeah might not come back the same way or um, you know might come back very differently or or might not come back at all um, and yeah, that's, the other that's okay you have um, with the technology and the way that we're developing that as, as part of this um this new thing, um, mm. and um, and I mean, like, there's had to be a lot of preparation and a lot of um, sort of, uh, and still, um, mm. especially for us older ones, um, to to um, to be able to embrace and, and see see how this is going to be used. But um, yeah, but that that is part of this this new thing that God is doing. Yeah. You know? All right, it is 8.31, so we've gone over time. Uh, but thank you very much, Linda and Di, for joining us. Thanks, everyone, in the chat. Uh, let's finish with a prayer, and then everyone can get on with their days. Lord and Heavenly Father, you have brought us safely to this new day. Keep us by your mighty power. Protect us from sin. Guard us from every kind of danger. And in all we do this day, Direct us in the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. And, um, yeah, we'll chat to you next week, if not before. Bye for now. Thanks.